Okay, y'all. So I'm. I had mentioned that um, I wanted to come back and just finish listening to um, Mina from Universe Guru. She had it has. I'm about three fourths of the way through, and she has a YouTube video that's titled like um, "How to Become Happier and Richer for Homo Sapiens." And y'all, I, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I feel like in between me musing and trying to engage with the content, I have my own complexities, and I know I'm heretical. So once I started to figure out, I'm kind of like the social butterfly for movements. So I'll gravitate to a movement, and then I will listen and I will walk with you. But then when I start to like listen. If things start to contradict, it makes it really hard for me to like stay in there. And I feel like um, I do try to push, you know, how long I can sit with it and not be so quick to walk away the way that I used to. And like really just trying to um, glean as much as I can from it. And I think that it kind of does stem back to like growing up in the in church and religion and I remember towards the last parts like I would just be sitting there but it's like that I was brought up that way and so because it was you know basically more than half of my life it's kind of like it's true when you are raised religious it's harder for you to break away and stuff and so I'd be sitting and I wouldn't necessarily agree with everything but sometimes it, it finally got to the point where I was sitting there and I'm just like I just don't agree with this is not me. And it could have been the pastor. More than likely not, though, because I've noticed like that's how I was with the twin flame journey. And or even over the past couple of years, like I'll hear something. It sounds good. And then as I'm listening, like things don't the math is not math. And so I've already talked about how like there was one content creator. I, I think there's usually one every year, but this year, I don't know. And that that I stopped following, you know, um, I don't know if I'll circle back. I think I've mentioned this before. Um, I've thought about doing like just trying to see how other people feel about how what's the thought process of going from being a black woman to being like non-binary, not not black. Um, I will say this because I wasn't really planning to talk about this part. But last night I was going to try to just search to see like other women who don't identify as black, like what that thought process is but I've mentioned this kind of before I do have kind of like my (sighs) what transferred from religion to spirituality is like I do kind of connect with whatever I believe is divine source and to me right now you know to me right now divine source is a black woman I don't have anything to substantiate it it's probably a little bit of self-worship right so um, understand I'm just documenting the the thought process and one day I'll look back and be like girl that was so dumb but um yeah so it, it is a little bit of self-worship and but to me divine source is a black woman and I do have this process like in the morning I'll check in at night I will check in and so it was at night and I was like oh I'm gonna search this but I I, as soon as I reached for my phone, I was like, oh, just like it already like she like it was just like divine sources like, girl, 
I sent you there as a black woman. Like, what's the problem? And then you're going to spit in my face? Like, kid you not. It was like, boom, boom. Like, right foot, left foot. And I was like, ooh. I'm not trying to disrespect what I feel like is divine source and be like, yeah, I know you're black, but, and you sent me here black, but I don't want to be black. I want to be white. Okay. I want to be white. You sent me in the wrong body, Jesus. <laughs> right. You, you got it wrong. I'm really a, I'm really a white man. <laughs> Age of Aquarius. I'm a white man. Yo, <laughs> what you talking about? So, um, Hey, if the credit score, give me the, I'm trans, um, what do you call it? Trans financial, y'all. My credit score needs to be that of a white man. That's what I identify with. But, hey, age of Aquarius. Age of Aquarius is masculine. Yin and the yang. You know, and the white and the... Hey, I'm just saying. Mm, come at me, bruh. But, um, so I am aware that I, that that's kind of how I am. It, ugh. And that can mean that it makes it a little bit difficult to, like, maybe even be in a relationship. So, anyways, so I was listening to Mina, and I talked about how the first part of... I, I, I took a break because somebody else was doing content, and I wanted to go listen to theirs, and hers is two hours long. But I did have a little bit of an understanding of why she talks to women the way that she does. And her perception of single women is that we are recluse, you know women in a log cabin with just their books at least black men will be like girl get a dog and like die alone you know but it's like we're just out there with no companionship or whatever but one of her talking points is that you know um we have neural pathways and it takes like forty thousand years for your neural pathways to change just a little bit from whatever we you know whatever the ancient woman was but at the same time, like at the part that I'm at, like three fourths of the way through, she's like, if you don't have your children by the time you're 30, your neural pathways are going to be damaged. And I'm like, OK, so I'm confused. Like, it, is it 40,000 years or is it 30 years? Because now I'm confused, you know, um, and and so but I just I don't know. And um one thing she did say, though, too, that I can't agree with is that uh, if you want to have a family, um, figure out what it is that you need because you do have your biological t- clock ticking. And if you want children and family, pursue that first and then the travel and being rich will come later in life, right? So just, you can, it's kind of like that whole thing where you have, if you try to put sand in a jar and then put the rocks in, you cannot fit both. But if you put the rocks in first and then pour in the sand, you'll be able to fit both. So I understand that. I think that, I, and so with that being said, like I, y'all, I, I don't want to say I hate myself for being like this, but I just have to at some point honor it because I'm like, I, I'm, thinking that maybe I have outgrown that content. I've been listening to her for years and I've been listening to her when I was in relationships and that was something I I desperately wanted, right? Um, I wouldn't say desperately, but like I would say a scale of one to 10, like maybe a seven, eight, right? Um, And so... um, 
this she she started to talk about um seasons and stuff and then I started to think about like okay well this can still fit in terms of application and maybe I'm trying to compare myself to a woman that's 20 years old and she is where I was you know when I was in my 20s you know um figuring out like what I wanted for family y'all know I wanted to be married with five kids looking back at that now girl don't just no <laughs> What am I going to do with five kids? Okay. I I finally um, decided I wanted one. But I started to kind of think about, I think the most loving thing I could do is focus on the children that are already here. Like I said, I already, and, and just to kind of give you an idea, like I couldn't even really handle five of my own. And I have, I was talking about the other day, I have eight God kids, right? Um, and that's, they already have their, their nuclear family, but what would it mean for me to, I can still adopt a child, right? A 14-year-old or 9-year-old or toddler and, and still make sure, because, you know, that was another major talking point for me too. I feel like there's so many children here that need love and care as it is. You know, it it doesn't mean that I'm going to tell them, like, don't have kids or anything like that. Um, You know, um, but can we can we work on the kids that we have here at least first? Can we make sure that they're healthy and they're not deprived? And and I wasn't even planning to really go into all of this stuff, too. But I've kind of hinted at it before. But um, one of the there's several people who stitched together TikToks and stuff now. And I, I haven't really followed, like straight followed them, but they do come up on my on my algorithm. And I think there was one that was talking about how, um, like even for the oldest child, although that wasn't for me, like I wanted to have the five kids, like the oldest daughter ends up not wanting to have children because she understands how much of a toll it takes and it's like we've already taken care of the children we've already contributed back to society another interesting thing that Mina said is like she was like if you don't want to contribute to society by having children then you know then you just don't contribute to society and I was just like okay I understand where she's talking from from her talking points what I was going to say earlier is um and so her idea is if we don't have children we're not contributing to society and um, I think that maybe I, I think that she's talking more to younger, um, women and because she was talking about the seasons in her life, I'm at the life stage where I have to reconcile. I tried the relationships, could have had the children, but that's no longer an option. So what does that mean for my life now? You know, what does it mean from here on out until I take my last breath? But if I keep trying to compare myself to younger people that, you know, um, still have a couple of relationships, relationship attempts in them and childbearing age and everything like that, then, you know, so I think you just kind of have to learn how to separate things and, and, um, because sometimes, yeah, I, I think there's that aspect of it. I would just say, like, I would hope that young women have the the best framework to make the best decisions. And but at the same time, after you've been dealt whatever life hands you, 
you have to be able to move on from it. So I don't know. I think it's it's kind of messed up. It's kind of like one of those things where I'm probably just going to have to unsubscribe because the um, the the like I said, I used to follow her when I was in my last two relationships. And um, I'm no longer that life stage. I think has it been, if I say six to ten years that maybe I've been following her? Um, I don't remember how long, but I know for sure I was following her with the last ten relationships. And those, I mean the last ten relationships. The last two relationships, and it's already been, so like maybe six or seven years from the first guy that I dated. Like within the last, because I had guys that I dated when I was younger. Um, but those were just, I think, appropriate for that life stage. You know, I was still in school and um first boyfriend in college and then um took a little bit of a break I don't I that's part of my personality too I don't like to go from relationship to relationship so I like to have a little bit of time in between to just kind of repivot refocus um clear my mind reassess things and then so there was there was a good like five year gap between my first boyfriend and my um, my second boyfriend. And then there was another, I want to say, five to six year gap between that one and that one. And it's not that I'm not around people like I, you know, growing up in the church, you you're always in youth groups. We would go to like Big Bear, go to snow trips go out to like Joshua Tree, go to museums, botanical gardens. Um, I used to play like musical instruments with them and plan activities and different events, go to their houses, watch movies, you know, camp meetings, swimming parties, like road trips, all of this type of stuff. So I, I, you know, I was still surrounded by people, but I will, you know, even when I thought about like the last two dating phases, like before I would even get to that, like I would talk to different people and be like, I could spot immediately like, ooh, this one I like, this one I don't like. Um, but then um, sometimes it would go like maybe two to three weeks and we're talking and then it'd be like, oh, no, we're not aligned. You know, and you can kind of figure sort through the mess a little bit. So um, that things were just not going to be compatible. So, I mean, if I wanted to get into even now. Y'all, if I wanted to be in a relationship, I could. Um, another thing I wanted to kind of address too is, you know, it, it, yeah, maybe, maybe it's not time. It's not time for me to talk about that yet. But so, yeah, so that, I, I don't know. It, it can be just one of those things where we're just, um, the demographic that she's trying to reach, I'm no longer in that demographic. I've moved on into a different life stage, right? So now I have to decide, like, do I talk to women that um, are that are young, that used to be like me, and they're trying to figure out, you know, some of the landmines that I wish I had avoided? Um, but at the same time, like, to be honest... I think the more I start to understand how life panned out, I really did give it my best shot, right? I wasn't, I, um, I did everything the best way that I knew how with what I had, right? So it just panned. I think that the only other alternative would have been that I would have been, ended up a single mom. 
right? So I would have tried the quote unquote husband thing and then had a child and then ended up just divorced. And then I would just have at least one child is the other alternative that that I would have here. And I would basically be telling you the same thing. Look, I tried relationships, um, had the children, I've contributed to society and you know, now what is the next step? What is the next phase? And so maybe just having more of those conversations with women that are more in my, um, in my camp in terms of how to continue to be vibrant, how to continue to still explore, to still have creative process, um, how to have, um, outlets of expression, I guess. And, and just kind of live above the noise and reminding them it's like, baby girl, which stage are you in? Are, is this whatever the topics are? Are they talking to younger women? Are they talking to like middle-aged women? Are they talking to more mature women? Okay. So if they're talking to younger women about childbearing and dating and getting married and you're not in that life stage, then good. We can cancel that out. If they're talking to people who have quote unquote contributed to society by giving birth, then and it's so funny because at the same time that men and women are different men don't give birth to to children so that means do they contribute or not i just but yeah y'all mm. so but yeah so i and so i don't know i'm going to listen to the rest of the the podcast to the video um i'm keeping in mind that it is titled for the homosexual woman how to be married how to be married <laughs> it should be how to be married um how to be richer and happier. So um, I don't know, I guess like if being married and having a child is what's going to make me richer and happier, then um, I guess it's just that's it for me, y'all. Um, but I'm going to listen to the rest of it. And I kind of have a feeling like I'm just going to have to unsubscribe because, you know, it's okay for you to not be how do you call it and it it, when i talk about these retrogrades y'all i don't look at the retrogrades like oh it's a retrograde i'm gonna abandon and jump ship on everything and just go completely 360 in the opposite direction this is not my first year dealing with retrogrades my relationship with how retrogrades are is sometimes i'm not aware of them and something will happen and i'll be like and then somebody will mention it and i'm like oh Okay, that makes sense. If I had known, I probably would have navigated it just a little bit differently, but the outcome would have been the same, right? Um, and so with me being aware of them up front, I still allow the energy to just navigate through my life the way that that it I, I allow it to appear up the way that it does. And so I was aware that there might be changes in beliefs or type of thing or cutting away of things that no longer serve us, but golly, not my content creators. So, but, um, yeah, as, as it would turn out, like not one, but two content creators, like I've grown out of that space or I just, I'm not, you know, I'm just cutting that, that away and kind of sucks a little bit, but I have to remember where I was last year. Like last year, I kind of have to force myself to think like, who did I stop listening to? Um, last year and the year before and you know give it until December and I I won't even it's not gonna it's gonna you know pass by quickly so 
I'm just going to listen. I'm going to see if there's anything I can glean. Let me hop off of here. And maybe the last 10 minutes on here, I will see if there's anything in terms that, that can be applied to somebody in my life stage. But maybe it's maybe it's time for us to just part ways and I just go my separate way. And, and it is what it is. And it served its purpose. And I think that even like with my um, failed relationships, I feel like... Um, I remember when I um, wrote my first book, like just documenting the process and everything. It's like you start to understand that you have people come into your life for a moment in time, right? And sometimes it's wanting to hold on to it for longer than what it was intended to that causes the pain. And so it's kind of like literally like holding a bird in your hand, like one, be happy that the bird is in your hand. You know, and you enjoy its presence and the time that it's there with you and how happy it makes you. And you don't try to squeeze it and hold on to it. The more it tries to fly away, the bird's like, listen, be happy that I even came and perched on your hand. Like, we're going to have fun, laugh together, enjoy the engagement. And then just when it flies away, you just like you enjoy it for what it was good, but you don't try to attach to it. I, you know, that's the best. And so I've, I'm learning to just not attached to things and people I don't I had to learn that people are not our possessions if we want to stay together in community then we can but if that person from that community wants to leave then you know don't cause pain by trying to force them to stay there and, and that type of thing so I think that it's just a healthy stage of like okay it is time you know I got what I needed to. I was blessed tremendously while I could. Um, and like I said, I, I kind of knew that she does talk about relationships and I skirt away from those relations. Those, you know, at some point I got, I found myself getting aggravated, kind of tapped into what was, you know, causing the aggravation. And I'm even to have a better understanding now of what was happening. And it's just kind of like, well, this is not, this not apply to me. So... Let me just stick to the stuff that has to do with like growth and like spirituality and, you know, wealth or that type of thing. But um, I wouldn't have known looking at this title that it would have been geared towards like relationships. So if but hey, if you want to get into a relationship, then that that one's going to be good for you. So like I said, I'll listen to the last like maybe 20, 30 minutes. And then I will make my deciding factor decision and and that type of a thing. And more than likely, I'm just going to respectfully move on to other content creators that kind of like, what fits my life stage? What are women my age doing? You know, um, like I said, the only difference between me and other women at this life stage is that they are married and or have children. But... There's also women that are in my life stage that are going about life, like I said, and thankfully, thankfully, there's those examples out there, right? And, and um, yeah, so I just have to seek alignment with that and then just keep it pushing. I, I encourage you to do the same thing, too. Maybe some of you need to shift a little bit, like your content creators, like who you're listening to, and see if, if you're kind of beating yourself up a little bit. Or like if there's too much, like take the path of least resistance. Like if you're having to force yourself to listen, to just get little bits and parcels, you know, 
and it's kind of causing you more mental stress or like agony, then just take the path of least resistance because it, it means that that's not, you know, that's not the, the space that you needed to be in per se. So, all right, let me just, um, so seven minutes, I will be back. Bye. Okay, so I'm actually almost at the end. And so this was interesting. Um, In, a, in another podcast I did yesterday, I was talking about how like revisiting the concept of vampire energy. And um, she talks about like how if you feel depleted um, after giving to someone, then you're not wired for relationships. And, you know, um, for the little bit of time that I've had to marinate on that, I could probably agree with that because like my previous relationships, not a problem, not cool. I um, and this is like a huge reminder for me to to like really reassess since we have all these retrogrades going on anyways, like really reassess like baby girl, you're in a different life stage, like no more defaulting back to when you're twenties, like whoa, I, I you know, so yeah my my first relationships like um and and I think that even when I talk about myself being like this super loving, caring, giving person. Um, yeah, that, that it's quite possible that I'm in the last residual stages of that. And I think that even with the last relationship, like it wasn't always like that, like as much pain as it did cost me, you know, um, and, and, um, that was my first time ever experiencing like depression or anything like that. You know, it's not something that runs in our family or anything like that. Um, I'm not going to say like this person was, you know, I don't think that he was consciously trying to be a whole asshole. Right. Um, so I talk about how there was codependency. So, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed his company. I enjoyed the conversations that I had um, with him and obviously was thinking of it in the confines of like heading towards, you know, marriage and children. Um, but with that being said, like towards the tail end, it started to feel like, oh my gosh, is this person probably doing like vampire energy stuff? And I didn't learn about vampire energy until after the energy ended, until after the, the, the relationship ended. And I started to kind of understand like, okay, after we would meet, like he would just be leaving happy and... I will feel a little bit more on the depleted side. So it's possible that my wiring just is frayed at this end, right? Um, which again is kind of confusing because if you're talking about neuropathways, do they, can they decay in 30 years or is it over 40,000 years? I, you know, that part. But so, yeah, and I think that I, I think I just, um, obviously this means that we're going to be facing a lot of transformation. The other thing I, I had mentioned before to you guys that I had heard of like, a, so she has something called like the savage feminine. And I remember when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, like savage. And immediately I was like, I can't do savage feminine like that. I don't want to be around savage um, women type of a thing. Um, I And I mentioned that like that same week. So I saw that first. And then that same week, I went to my personal development um, class for the life and health insurance aspect. And, he, and um, one of the guys that helped me kind of understand maybe where she was coming from is like he was talking about like you have to be, um, he said aggressive. 
And again, it gave me this whole feeling of like, now this is from somebody who used to be Pitbull in a skirt. Um, and I talk about how it's really makes sense. Like how even my body, um, reacted, I think, um, and I think how much damage I did to myself staying in like that aggressive, like high testosterone type of state, um, in order to make it in my workplace. Right. Even though like just finding out this year, my, all of my Trinity are feminine. So it, it really created, I think, chaos that I'm able to look back and be like, ooh, yeah, I can see the damage that you did. But it is what it is. You know, I'm not stuck there anymore. I've moved on. I have a better understanding of myself and that type of thing. But so he said, you have to be aggressive. If you have a family to feed, you need to be aggressive. And I, bless his heart, he's actually one of my favorite, um, like, people that comes on and talks to us. And so this is my second time hearing him. I didn't, um, the first time I was listening to him, I didn't get to write his name down and stuff like that. And so when I heard him, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, it's this guy. And listening to him the whole second time around. And even when I think about healthy balance between masculine and feminine, this guy has it. And he had to talk about how even he as a masculine had to learn to be quote unquote aggressive. And I, I'm saying this because I think that the word he meant was assertive and it is an older gentleman, right? So he's excited. He's bubbly. He's talking and um, that type of thing. But I think the word he meant was assertive. And so it made me understand that, okay, the energy that we're going to be dealing with or why you have a savage feminine is that she needs to feed her family. And if she doesn't feed her family, then, you know, you have to step into that mama bear role. And so that was my second encounter with that. And then I heard one of the other content creators talk about how Aquarius is a masculine. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're so we're in the age of like masculine energy. What does this mean? And so then that's when I came across the warriorgoddess.com and the way that she um, laid out her article, which was she wrote it like almost a year or no, she wrote it 2022. I remember because she wrote it on November 11, 2022. So 11, 11, 2022, that portal, right? And um, so, yeah, this was just actually it's going to be just shy of a year. And that has really healed my understanding of the energy that we're going to be dealing with, which is going to be like more aggressive or assertive or savage, you know? And, um, so, but my thing that I didn't understand with her too, is like, she doubt, she says that we shouldn't be masculine women, but then when I think savage, I think masculine, you know, so that's going to be interesting. I don't know. I, I imagine what will happen is when I probably unsubscribe, like it will still kind of come up every like you know, couple of weeks until it eventually it just fades out and that type of thing. So, or maybe in like a year, you know, it, sometimes your algorithm will, will retest if you want to revisit that content creator and you'd be like, oh yeah, let me just see what they're saying. And, you know, just be like, nope. And just keep going or be like, oh, okay, let me just kind of see where they're at, you know, have things progress, which is why, why I tell you guys too, like, if you don't necessarily agree with what I say, Come back in six months, come back in a year, because I'm not going to be in the same place I was. Like when I first started this content, yeah, oh my gosh, I was in Twin Flame stuff. I was still on the tail end of religion. I was still 
thinking about healing myself to get into another relationship and toying with the idea of having children still. And so fast forward, like those parts of me, you know, those were the phases that I was in um, and that type of thing. So we're on to bigger and brighter things because um, I'm going to have to learn, explore, like, what does it mean for me to step into my power? How do I handle other women that are being aggressive, assertive, savage, you know, um, and also looking for more people that kind of, I think that my body of work in terms of the messages I would give to younger women, her messages to younger women are different than mine. Understandably so, right? And mine talks about more, you know, some of the landmines that I did end up on, um, the attempted relationships. I am thankful I didn't have children, um, because I think it would have been difficult for me, you know, um, I hear a lot of stories of single moms and would I ha have done it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't really have a choice, do you? Um, in trying to make things work, I have no doubt that I would love my child because of the way that I think about children and wanting a love child and what that symbolizes to me, which is a little bit different than I think how other women tend to think about it. But um, I'm in a stage where I don't regret anything. Like when I wake up in the morning, sometimes, you know, I, um, I'm like, whew, okay, if I was married and I had children, I would have just kept in the cycle, but I don't, and I'm happy. Um, one thing that she did talk about, and, and this is kind of like towards the tail end, I think that you kind of tap into the title of what it is. And so she says, like, if you want to be happy, um, exercise, pay attention to your mental health, you know. She does talk about the importance of um, volunteering and then that's how you'll figure out if you kind of get drained from help, you know, if you're wired for relationships, which is so interesting to me, too, because I've talked a lot about how um, I've done. I've volunteered for nonprofits. I love even though I don't celebrate Christmas um, um, because of the religion that we grew up in, but also because I just like I said, it doesn't make sense to me like. I mean, but we are an age of Aquarius. If I'm going to worship a white man, a, a fluffy, you know, fat white man is probably going to be in it. You know, who knows? Maybe I might celebrate Christmas this year and, you know, celebrate an age of Aquarius. But, um, but, um, so, but yeah, so, and I could do this whole song and dance where I say, well, maybe I just wasn't wired for a relationship with him. But I don't really, I'm not in a place where I want to, like, try to be right and be wrong. You know, like, I'm not so committed to try to be like, oh, well, it was just the wrong guy. And, you know, I need to go back out there and find the right guy that I'm wired to be the super person. I think that I, I did what I needed to in the life stage. I think that the people, you know, hopefully, like, in the relationships that I was in my early, you know, 20s and all up through adulthood, I hope that they appreciated the love that I had to give at the time. And we were meant for those times that the t that we had together. And um, there are so many other women like I can help other women that have their children or, you know, still have communication with them. And, you know, at some point, maybe, you know, I talked about this older lady that came to my office and she was just like trauma dumping on me. And she was like, 
I wish I had children. And she was looking at me like I was supposed to be, you know, feeling some kind of way about not having children. And um, maybe maybe when I'm 65, I will look back and be like, oh, my gosh, I when I had a chance, I should have contributed to society. I should have had a child. But, you know, the way I look at it is if I'm going to do anything right now, I like I said, I have eight God kids that I need to take care of. Well, seven God kids and my niece that I still have to leave a legacy behind for that are, are already here, that their life can improve so much better by what I have to leave behind. Um, if I need to, I can adopt children. I would probably adopt twins because, you know, so then they would have each other to play with and stuff like that some like twin girls or something like that. And um, I did enjoy like watching my niece grow up and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, even during those formative years of like junior high, high school, and that type of a thing, um, I, I would I would enjoy that. I think that I also like the idea of like a scholarship and just being kind of like more of like a fairy godmother, like just blessing people. Like I might not be able to stay in your life for, you know, copious amounts of time, but I do really enjoy, like I, I, I'm almost tearing up a little bit, like I'm still remembering. <laughs> um, But they're happy tears. Um, Like even one of the last places that I was at, um, at the resort I used to go to, I'm thinking I'm going to renew it at the end of this year. Um, and it just like that moment of missing somebody all of a sudden. But like, uh, so I I love to be around young people. Um, I used to work at a inst- college institution, university. And, um, and so that's where I would pour my energy into at that time, too. And... Um, so when I'm in this setting and I see them showing up and they're all bright eyed and bushy tailed and I, you know, just, hey, what, how's things going? And they, oh, I, I, I'm actually so many like um, both male and female. And I remember um, one, she was blonde hair, blue eyed, and she'd always be like, hi, miss, you know, whatever. How's your day? So sweet. And her birthday came. And I had gotten her this like little bracelet that says something because she had gotten promoted. <clears throat> and it was like something along the, the lines of like she knew she could. So she tried or something. And so I'm like, oh, it's just a little small token. But I really want her to be encouraged. And I'm so proud of her and that sort of thing. And I always want to make sure like where they are with their education. That's something that I got from both of my parents. Both of my parents are teacher. I'm huge on some type of education or understanding that you don't have to stay stagnant. I used to work retail. I used to work in a cafeteria, lower type of level jobs and stuff. And I had to just have it within myself. But I do think that there's something like I still remember I've talked about this. Um, Linda and Denise were the equivalent of that for me when I've had that cafeteria job when I was in the dish room and they spoken enough life into me just for the little period of time that they were in my life to push me this far into my whole grown age. And so I try to pay it back in that way. And as I've mentioned before, Linda, she has passed away since then. Um, and so <laughs> I have like tears kind of streaming down my eyes, but I'm really happy. So that was one. Oh, so then um, 
the the like a couple she had she had like her schedule days when she saw me she comes running up to me she gives me the biggest hug and she's like you're not gonna believe this like my grandma this is something she would give me she's like I love it so much and, and like we were both starting to like tear her up and stuff like that and you know I was like, I'm always rooting for you. Like, if we never cross paths again, which coincidentally, when I go back, I don't know if she'll still be there, you know, but it's like, I was like, I'm always going to be proud auntie cheering you on energetically. And another one, his name was, um, one was Kayla. The other one was, uh, Kayla was the one I talked about. And then Amir, same thing too. How are you, miss? You know, type of a thing. And I'm like, what's going on with you? And he's like, oh, I'm in school. And I'm like, listen, continue to do good in school I'm like if I ever end up on your table like I know you're gonna take good care of me very super respectful and that type of a thing oh just really really kind and not what we are dealing with like when we hear about you know all these conversations out there and I'll never forget same thing too on his last day he was like I was looking for you and I'm like what's going on he's like it's my last day and I'm like what almost crying again too and he's like I and so we exchanged numbers he's gonna call me when he passes the grad I was like when you graduate I'm like I might not be at your graduation but energetically I'm proud auntie I'm gonna be rooting for you anytime in life where you're excelling in your in your careers so I you know the wiring, I don't know. I'm going to have to, now that I have that template, kind of to play with a little bit. It might, it, it, you know, let, let's just kind of see how that unfolds. How does that play out? What does it mean for the, the life stage that I'm in? So that's kind of how I'll play it. I think I'm going to end it here. Um, and like I said, I, I've, I've grown so much from her. I've mentioned a lot of her stuff before. I mean, I was with her when she was talking about quantum physics, y'all. And um, I did like I, I've done quantum leaps of my own and um, the, the conversations that she had around that I really enjoyed and grew through those. And like I said, even on the relationship side, too, um, when I was in my relationships, I was I was following her. Um, and so but I think that, you know, and, and she's kind of acknowledged this, too. She's taking a shift in where the direction that her, her stuff is going and. I have to figure out, but, but again, it's, I think it's more so me because like I said, this is like, and I'm, you know, um, I, I I don't, I'm not going to say like, I hate myself, but it's like, why am I like this? I, I just probably detach, you know, um, and it, it no longer just seems to resonate. So and I think it it actually causes me more like the stage I'm in right now. It's more like a little bit aggravating because it's not a fit for what I'm going through. So I why am I going to keep having convers like this is the equivalent of me um, watching like labor and delivery store like stories knowing damn well I'm not going to give birth to a child. Like why would I do that for why, you know, um. Or why would I, you know, so it's just not a fit anymore, you know, um, and for me, um, type of a thing. And I talked a little bit about the black thing. I, I'm going to probably do a series on it, but just the way that I felt last night, um, when I was like, I'm going to look up at like how, you know, to become a white woman or something like that, or a white male and like, 
I, I'm telling you, like that feeling that I felt, I was like, girl, you're playing with, you're, you're playing with fire. So I don't know. I, we might not even have a series from that. I think like this is a one and done. I know I troll and I joke around a little bit, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to stay a black woman. Like I chose to come here in this vessel. I own that. I can't choose, chose to come here as a black woman. And I feel like the, the goddess, the mother divine that I worship is a black woman. And I feel like I would be kind of like spitting in her face if I'm like, you know what? I'm supposed to be a white male. Nah, I, you know, so it might be just be a one and done um, type of thing. Like the way that it gripped me so hard last night, I was just like, yeah. So that those are my kind of like two thoughts. And that's from another, you know, another side. So I am kind of like just removing what no longer serves me. And what a great time to kind of reassess like, okay recalibrate what life stage are you are are you in and start to look for other people that are kind of more in alignment with where am I where I'm at in life and enjoy the ride and until the wheels fall off on that could be one year two years three months six months and have respect and like a lotus love for it um in my book I had written about when you have a lotus birth um, it's different because you don't cut the umbilical cord. You just let the umbilical cord fall away naturally. And so there will always be that bond between source and receiver. But um, it doesn't have to be like um, traumatic or, you know, severing. It's just like it it will fall away and I'll still have little remnants, you know, of you know, still maybe it still comes up in my algorithm and still engage it with it for, you know, until it's no longer in my algorithm and it might resurface in a year. And the same way a mother doesn't stay attached to her child physically through the umbilical cord, you know, like how I talk about how my, one of my brothers, he's in Washington, he's still connected to my mom. That's still her child. They still have a moment in time and bond that they shared, but it's not, you know, and you're, it doesn't mean that because you're separated, you dishonor that. It's just, it was that moment in time and it served its purpose and you carry grace for what, grace and honor for what it contributed to you and what you were able to take away from it. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. I'm going to end it here. I'm already over the seven. I want to do seven minutes. She's almost done with her presentation to stuff too. But basically the synopsis is kind of like plan your life. Do the, the, you know, get the wife and the kids or the husband and the kids early. Then you can pursue your education. Then you can pursue um, wealth and just prioritize it versus trying to do like the wealth and the money first and the education first. And then having your kids like do it the other way around. Just plot it correctly and then um, stay healthy and maybe kind of understand that you may or may not be wired for relationships. If you don't like to give or nurture, then you might not be wired for it and that type of thing. And I think those were like the major takeaways, like how to be richer and happier. Um, that That's kind of what I took away from that. So I'll talk to you all later. Bye.